0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Stay Informed. We're your host. Hi, I'm Tom. And I'm Jessica. Uh, today, we'll be discussing a hot topic, bias in AI. Lately, you can't open an industry publication without seeing something about bias, and there's a lively debate about AI's role. Will it increase or decrease bias? So, Tom, you've spent a, quite a bit of time in the fair lending space uh, with your time with CFPB. Which side of the debate do you fall on? Does AI increase or does it decrease bias in lending?
1: You know, I'm a lawyer, so I have to give both sides of the answer. On the one hand, I think right now, AI is really at risk of being a force multiplier for bias. But long term, I think AI can be a solution really to reduce bias in uh, lending and in other industries, as well as in uh, the way we interact with each other as people. Force multiplier. Yeah, that sounds a little uh, scary. Please explain. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So You know, one of the things that AI is based on is data and the data that we have in this world and a lot of the services we use and a lot of the models we build is not neutral. You think about credit reports, there are 50 million people who are not in credit reports. A lot of the data that are used to build models also come from wealthier people. It just turns out that wealthier people on the Internet and elsewhere have just a bigger footprint um, and there's more data about them. So um, one of the challenges when you're thinking about um, bias is data. Another example, there's a famous example from Amazon. They tried to build a model to hire engineers and they relied on their own employees who were predominantly males. So guess what happened? They hired more males. You got it. You got it. So um, another problem is, you know, designing it, you know, how you design the model. And if you have models uh, which weigh certain values more than others, you can have problems. So for example, there are models to uh, look at recidivism in, uh, going back to jail, and they look at variables such as, do you live in poor areas or do you know people with arrest records? Well, what's going to happen is that certain people are going to be more likely to be considered recidivism just because of who they live around. And the final one I'd, I'd bring up is output bias, which is the idea that you who do you apply the model to and how does the model get trained? So there's this famous example in Massachusetts of an app called Street Bump, which um, the city of Boston wanted to use to find out where the potholes were. So they built this app, um, they gave it to people, they drove around their cars and reported uh, the bumps. Unfortunately, the people who were downloading the apps were all people who were techies and lived around urban areas. So pretty much it found all the potholes around Harvard and MIT.
0: How do you make sure that I know we have a lot of diversity equity um, within our hiring practices, but how do you make sure like informed is not creating models that are biased or that they're all focused on engineers and techies that um, live and breathe this stuff? So, so what is your, your take on that? You know, I I think that's a great question.
1: And I think there's a lot of answers from a process perspective. You have to really look at every part of the decision-making process. You know, if you're making a hiring model, you have to have multiple stakeholders there who bring in different things. If you're looking at the data, make sure you have a diverse set of data. Uh, The other thing you want to do is when you actually run the models, there are now multiple types of models which can control for fairness. You can have a dual purpose, a gradient descent model. um, And one part's trying to solve the problem, the other one's trying to be fair. So at the end of the day, I'm an optimist. You know, Yan LeCun, a Turing Award winner and one of the developers of machine learning said, it's easy to remove bias in AI than in humans. And I think ultimately that's the case. So here, I wanted to turn it back to you, Jessica. You know, you're a leading auto expert. And what are you hearing in the market about
0: AI's impact on bias? Yeah, so I think that from the perspective is that, you know, change is a little scary. Um, you know, we heard a lot of uh, feedback around chat, GBT, how are you using it? Um, and I think from the perspective is that we all want to use these cool things, but we want to make sure that we're prepared um, and we have the right uh, background to understand what AI is is ultimately doing. I think one of the, the, the things that resonated with me when you were talking was the bias um, in data, right? So we've known historically that credit files reporting is really not Know, ultimately, the best data source, and so we've worked so hard to try to get all these different data sources. But I think the biggest part about is making sure that you have, you know, a contributor database. You have millions and millions of different records, so that you have truly an equitable and diverse um, population, like you mentioned, so that you can really make sure that within the auto industry, you're not just uh, focusing on one segmentation, but you're looking at how to make sure that you're marketing to the right people, that expanding the market for people that are going to be good performers, um, and then also not uh, you know, hurting them if they have a thin file or if their credit FICO credit score um, is not as high as others, just because, they, like you said, historically, maybe their family didn't have a credit card to put them on their trade line. So I think those aspects are really um, critical on being transparent within the auto industry um, across the board.
1: Uh, you know, you raise a really interesting point there. And one thing I wanted to also bring up is I think we're really in the early innings of a nine inning game, using a baseball metaphor, with bias. Right now, we have technologies that can find um, bias. And I think some companies and some folks in the industry are worried, if I find bias, what am I supposed to do about it? But in fact, there are a lot of tools and technologies that can help you eliminate bias before it even starts. So I think we're going to see a shift from being afraid of the bias we found to actually recognizing that we can minimize bias by being proactive. So I'm so excited about the future. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, you have to face change. You have to face uh, anything that you're fearful of. So I think it's a, uh, it's great that we really have this focus on it uh, to cr- increase the transparency. So but with that, I think uh, by now, I appreciate all of your insights, Tom, as usual, and uh, we want to hear from y'all. So if y'all have any additional insights uh, or topics that you want to cover, um, let us know. And for that, stay informed. Stay informed.